Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. want to welcome everybody to yet another round of Storytime Friday. This is episode 59. So, once again guys, welcome. Appreciate you being here. Um, today's or this week's story is called Thirteen Years of Hell. I think I can realistically say that most of us out here all want pretty much the same thing. The majority of us just want to have a good life to achieve the things that we are after and to be happy. Sophie was no different. Sophie was a young lady that grew up similar to most of us, simply hoping to be happy and have a good life. I won't say that we all have issues with our parents because I know that not all family situations are the same, but I will say that a good percentage of us do in fact have family issues growing up. Sometimes it's only dealing with judgment from, our, from your parents or other family members. Other times it might be dealing with relatives or close friends never approving of the choices you made in life. The main thing that any of us ever want is to be happy, to be accepted, to have the people closest to us approve of the path that we've chosen for ourselves. Unfortunately, the reality of life is that no matter what any of us do, there will always be people that don't approve of anything we do. It doesn't matter how hard we try, how much we believe, how determined we are. There will always be people in our lives that claim to always support us, even though they never, they really don't. There will always be people that we rely on heavily whom we give everything we have to, and yet they will still not support us. Life is hard. It's hard to find someone that you could call a true partner. Someone that you can refer to as an equal. Someone that you can stand up for when others try to criticize them and say that they are not a good match for you. Someone that you feel that would have your back just as much as you have theirs. A lot of relationships, unfortunately, are very one-sided. The majority of the time, one of them bends over backwards to support the other one and never gets any effort in return. Sometimes it even gets much deeper than this, where one of the partners treats the other as if they are not very important. Sometimes one partner treats the other as if they should be grateful for what they have, what they have even though they are treated like a subordinate. Sophie was one such partner. When she got married to a guy named Steve, she thought that he was the one. She thought that Steve was the kind of guy that would treat women the way they should be treated. This was because when they first started dating, Steve treated her like a princess. He held the door open for her when she would get in the car. He would pull her chair, pull her chair out from the table for her at restaurants. He even made a good impression at first with her parents when he first met them. You could say it seemed like it was meant to be. After dating for a while, Steve convinced Sophie that they should relocate to Australia. Sophie was a little apprehensive at first. All of her family was in the United States, after all, and so she didn't like the idea of moving across the ocean to another country and being so far away from her family. However, Steve was a very smooth talker, and Sophie was quickly convinced that it was a good idea. Over in Australia, things seemed pretty good for a while. 
Steve continued to treat Sophie like a princess, taking her to expensive restaurants, pulling her chair out for her, opening the car door for her, paying for her meals. For the first year or two, Sophie thought that she had made the right decision following him across the ocean. By the third or fourth year of their marriage, they had decided to have kids together. After Nicholas, the first kid was the first kid was born. Sophie started to notice that there seemed to be a little bit of distance between her and Steve. He would still take her out on date nights, and when he did, he would still pull her chair out at dinner and open the car door for her. But she could tell that things weren't quite the same. On their date nights, Sophie would notice that Steve would casually glance at other women as they passed by. Sometimes he'd even make comments like, wow, or damn. Then he'd notice the look on Sophie's face and try to play it off like it was nothing. She tried not to think too much of it, telling herself that it was just the way that guys were. She even went as far as to blame herself for how things were. She would tell herself that she didn't deserve to be happy, that she didn't deserve to be treated the right way. She even told herself that she didn't deserve such a wonderful man like Steve in her life. Sophie really wanted to believe that Steve was the one. She tried so hard to make the relationship work. After another year or two, things in their relationship started to slowly go downhill. Sophie started to notice that Steve had begun to be more disrespectful towards her. She would come home and he would act as if he were upset with her even though she had not done anything to deserve it. He would say that she could make him feel better if she cooked him dinner. So even though she didn't think she had done anything wrong, she wanted him to be happy, so she would do it. Steve would act a little would act a lot nicer for a while, and things would seem like they had gotten better for a bit. Then eventually, she would come home from work, and he would again treat her like she had done something wrong, and that he was mad at her for something. Every time, she would she would have no idea what she would have done to deserve to be treated that way. However, she would do whatever she could to make him happy. Steve was the kind of man that believed that he was always right. He was the kind of man that believed that women should be submissive to men. He was the kind of man that believed that women should never question what the man in their life basically commanded them to do. Steve had grown up being taught that men were the rulers and that women had to obey them. When Steve had grown up and just before he had met Sophie, he had gotten involved with the Catholic Church and had grown to believe certain things. It didn't help that the people in his life were not exactly the best influence. His parents had basically been married for many years and had taught him the things that he had grown to believe as he grew up. Even though his family had been a church-going family, Steve's childhood had been a rough one. Growing up, he had gone through a lot of physical and emotional abuse, and it had taken its toll on him. He had basically grown to believe that men were bent to rule over the women in their lives. It had a few different, he had had a few different girlfriends in high school, and he grew really close with every one of them. The issue, though, because of how things were at home for him, he couldn't connect with his girlfriends in a very positive way. Every relationship after about six months or so would end up with his girlfriend breaking it off, saying that she just couldn't see a future with him. When Steve met Sophie, he wasn't sure if things were going to work out. He had been in so many relationships that he had almost given up. So many relationships had fallen through for him that he thought he was doomed to be alone forever. Steve had started to wonder if it was something about him personally that had caused him to be where he was at in his personal life. After a few years of Sophie and Steve being together, Sophie started to notice that things seemed pretty distant between her and Steve. 
She had no idea why. She thought that maybe she was the problem. She thought that maybe she had done something that had upset him and broken things between them. Sophie wanted for things to work out, so she was willing to do anything she could to make Steve happy. After Sierra was born, Steve expressed that he thought they should hire a babysitter to help take care of the kids. They ended up hiring a young babysitter named Jackie. At first, things seemed to work out pretty well with Jackie. She would come over Monday through Friday and watch Nicholas and Sierra, and things seemed to be going pretty well. The kids seemed to like the new babysitter, and everybody seemed to be happy. It didn't take long before Sophie started to notice that Steve seemed to be happier after the first month or so that Jackie had started to babysit for them. She had her suspicions, but she trusted Steve, so she didn't say anything. Sophie paid close attention to Nicholas and Sierra, and they didn't seem to have any issues, so Sophie tried to drop the issue. Sophie and Steve would go on a date nights, spend a lot of time together, and things seemed to be working out for the most part. However, there were still little things that were making Sophie a little bit uneasy. She still noticed that there were quite a few occasions when Steve seemed emotionally unavailable. She tried not to think too much about it, but she couldn't always help it. Sometimes, she'd try to bring, up, or bring it up with him, and he'd end up brushing it off with her by saying she was just thinking about it too much. Then, one day, Sophie came home from work, and when she let herself into their house, she had a bad feeling. She locked the door behind her, put her purse and keys on the counter, and wondered where everyone was at. Usually when she would get home, Steve would greet her not long after she came in the front door. This time, though, the house was really quiet. Sophie started to venture around the house to see what was going on. She heard some sounds coming from the nearby guest room, so she went to see what it was. She stood outside the guest room and put her ear to the door to see if she could hear anything. There was definitely a conversation taking place inside. It sounded pretty heated. She recognized one of the voices in the room. It was Steve. The other voice she didn't completely recognize, although she thought it sounded familiar. Was it Jackie? No, couldn't be. That's not possible. Steve would never do such a thing. Steve loved Sophie and would never do anything to jeopardize their marriage. Sophie stepped away from the bedroom door for a minute, thinking about it for a few minutes. This sounded like Steve and another woman, but it couldn't be Steve, could it? It couldn't be. Sophie trusted Steve. Sophie had been loyal to Steve. This couldn't be happening, could it? If so, why would Steve do this? Why would he betray her after she had been so loyal to him all these this last few years? Why would he do this to her after she had given, she had given he and Sophie that, you know, had had kids together? Sophie kicked open the door to the bedroom and Steve immediately jumped up from the bed. Apparently he had been, apparently it had been Jackie that he was in there with. As soon as she saw Steve and Jackie, Sophie covered her face with her hands, let out a loud cry and ran out of the room. Steve, being completely surprised by Sophie's entrance, yelled, Sophie, wait! It's not what you think! And ran after her. Months went by. Steve tried to get Sophie to talk about what happened, but she ignored him. He hoped that he could make things up to her, but he hadn't gotten her to talk about it. Talk, he hadn't gotten to talk to her about it yet. One day after the whole thing happened, Jackie came to work one day like she normally did. 
when she was about to finish her shift, she pulled Steve aside and told him that 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 would be her last night working for them. Steve was like, what do you mean? Jackie was like, I've decided that this just isn't working out anymore, and I've decided to take a babysitting job somewhere else. Steve was like, but you're the best babysitter that we've ever had. We, we don't want you to leave. Please don't go. Sophie was in the other room and was shaking her head as she overheard what Steve was saying. She chuckled to herself when she heard Jackie tell Steve that she had made up her mind and that her decision was final. After Jackie left, Sophie immediately started to act like she was in the middle of doing something as Steve came back inside. She could tell that he was upset. As the months went by, things between Sophie and Steve only continued to get worse. Steve would come home from work, and since he worked the overnight shift, he would go right to bed. Sophie would be expected to take care of the kids, feed them, take care of the dishes, and even keep the house clean. It even got to the point where Steve would expect her to do certain chores around the house in order for her to get fed dinner at night. Sophie eventually got assistance from the government each month and would use that to buy groceries for the kids, and if she had anything left over, after she got what the kids needed, she would get a few things for herself. Steve would even have her put money towards some of the regular expenses, even though he was the major breadwinner. After many years of being married and dealing with how abusive Steve was, Sophie became friends with another guy named Michael. Michael had known her for a while, many years in fact, but they hadn't exactly been close at first. After quite a few years, Michael had started to really get into working his way through the Bible every day, and he, had, he and Sophie got quite a bit closer in their friendship. She would talk about how stressed she was, about how things were how things were going with Steve, how he would treat her all the time, but she was how she was unhappy and how she felt that this just this must just be how things were supposed to be. As Michael and Sophie talked, he learned about how she had started to reconnect with an old flame named Tim, and how the two of them seemed to be really close. Tim worked in a factory and he had a, a son named Mason from an exodus. And he and Sophie would really cared for each other. Sophie told Michael about how Tim was always depressed because of all the things that he was going through in his life and how all she wanted to do was help him. Help him how? Michael had asked. I just want to do whatever I can to take the weight off him. I want to take things off his plate and give him less things to stress about. Sophie would say, and then Michael would be like, ah, I got you. Well, what about you and Steve? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like I'm stuck. I'm married to Steve, and I don't know what to do. Well, Michael replied, uh, I don't believe that God intends for us to be unhappy. From everything you've told me... Steve treats you like crap. You deserve to be happy. I say you begin the divorce process, and then when that's done, move back here to the States and be happy with Tim. Michael and Sophie would chat every night for several months. They would both team up on the Bible lesson on this Bible app where you work through the Bible in 90 days, and every day they would talk about what's going on in each other's lives. Sophie would express 
the usual things that were depressing her or that were stressing her out. And Michael would talk about the things that were stressing him out, but would also suggest that she should consider leaving Steve and getting with Tim. Michael was always like, Sophie, how long have we known each other? Sophie would be like, I don't know, like what, like nine or ten years? At least since we knew that that girl I now refer to as trouble. Michael would be like, that's right. And have I ever given you a reason not to trust me? Sophie would be like, of course not. Okay, Michael replied. So, trust me when I say that you really need to think about what's best for you. I've never met Steve, and without meeting him, even I could tell that he's a complete asshole. You deserve to be happy. Sophie sighed. You're right. I need to think about what's best for me. Finally, after years of being friends, Michael felt like Sophie was finally hearing him. He knew that Sophie wanted to be free, but that she was afraid to do anything about it because of her belief that she would be sinning if she left him. Are you sure that this isn't wrong? She would ask. Trust me, Michael would say. I don't think God ever intended for people to stay in an unhappy marriage. That, that just doesn't make sense. So Sophie started to talk to Tim more and more. They even got engaged. Sophie talked to Steve, told him that she hadn't been happy with him for quite a few years. Steve, of course, tried to guilt trip her and say that Tim was stealing her from him. And whenever she would talk to Michael, she would laugh and talk about how you can't steal something that's already broken. The divorce process lasted for over a year Sophie had basically been forbidden to work a day job, or work a job at all, by Steve, and yet he would expect her to use any money that she received from the government to pay for the things around the house, even though she was the only one that was working, even though he was the only one that was working. During the divorce process, she, Steve would tell Sophie that he would cover everything since he was the main one bringing in money. Then he would pick a fight with her and go back on his word and tell her that he expected her to take care of stuff. This would make things even more stressful for Sophie and Michael would pick up on it during their chats. What's going on? You seem really tense. Is everything okay? Michael would ask. Sophie sighed. <sighs> Steve is such an asshole. Now he's going back on what he originally said he would do. What? Michael would ask. Yeah, Sophie said. Now he's saying that he thinks because Tim is stealing me, he shouldn't have to help at all. Now I have no idea what I'm going to do. I won't be able to get out of out of Australia and I and get over to be with Tim if I can't pay for all the court fees and such. I just don't know what to do. It is what it is, I guess. Everything will be okay. Just keep pushing forward and doing what you can. Keep praying about everything and I'll keep praying for you too. Things will work out. Don't give up, Michael said. I hope so, Sophie said. No need to hope. It will be fine. Have faith. Believe, Michael said. As the months went by, Sophie's and Tim's relationship continued to develop, and things didn't always go according to plan. There were times when Sophie and Tim would have a huge fight, and he would go silent for about a month. During that time, Sophie would be sobbing and talking to Michael about how she worried that things were over. Michael would always reassure her that things would be okay. Yeah, but what if things aren't? If, if Tim and I are done, I might as well just stay here with Steve, Sophie would say. Don't you say that. Don't you dare, Michael would say. You aren't happy with Steve. Hell, he treats you like garbage. He's probably the biggest asshole I've ever heard of. 
I can't say that I've ever met because technically I have never met him. Sophie, you're pretty much my best friend. I care about you so much and would never want you to be unhappy. Don't stay with Steve. Even if you and Tim may have broken up, look for other ways out. Look for another way out for you to get out of there and over here in the States. Even if you have to move in with your parents and start from scratch, anything is better than staying where you are and being unhappy for the rest of your life, Michael said. You're right. I'm going to keep working on getting the documents I need and finalizing the divorce of Steve and my end, Sophie said. Good. I'm glad to hear it, Michael said. As months went by, Sophie did what she referred to as her due diligence and get, got all the paperwork together that she would need to file. And to Michael's surprise, Steve cooperated with her and their divorce finally was finalized. Sophie and Tim weren't able to find a place right away when she first came over to the States, so she moved into her parents' house in Michigan. In Australia, when she was working her way through the divorce process with Steve, she had attempted to get a job, but all the places that she applied to wouldn't even give her the time of day. When she had been in the States for not even two weeks, she got hired at the second interview she had. Michael was like, it's funny as hell that for months you went through interviews out there in Australia and got turned away, but then you're here for less than two weeks and you're hired. Sophie laughed and was like, I know, right? Immediately, she went to work and started working on the goals that she and Tim had. Moving into their own place was going to be were going to require a few grand in savings so they could pay their first and last month's rent, plus their security deposit. And Tim was dealing with a bunch of stuff financially already, so Sophie took it upon herself to help get them where they wanted to be. After months and months of working and stashing money away into savings, she finally had built up enough money that they were able to put a down payment on a house that they really wanted. Tim made the drive up to Michigan to help her move down as Sophie temporarily moved in with him in, in the apartment he was living in with his dad. A month or so later, they were sitting in the office with the agent they had been working with and they were handing over not only the check for the down payment, but also the check from their bank for the purchase price of the house. Sophie and Tim walked out of the realtor's office and drove to their new house. Unlocking the front door to their new home. They looked at each other and smiled. May I? Tim asked. Of course, Sophie said. Tim grabbed Sophie, picked her up, then carried her across the threshold. He set her down, pulled her close, and they held each other for a long time, thinking about everything they'd been through. It had been such a long road. They had been through so many obstacles. There had been even been times when Sophie didn't think that she and Tim were actually going to work out. Yet, here they were, moving into their brand new house, together. They were engaged, planning to be married within a month, planning to have kids of their own, and finally, everything seemed to be falling into place. All the doubts, all the fears, all the worries had evaporated, and everything seemed to be falling into place. As Tim and Sophie moved into their new house and began their new life together, everything finally seemed to be the way they had always dreamed. Finally, they had achieved the things they had been working towards. Finally, they could be together. Finally, they could be happy. They had many kids together, and everything worked out the way that Sophie had always imagined. She and Tim were together. She had gotten her project off the ground, which whenever Michael would ask, what do you mean by your project? Sophie would say, to have a family with Tim. Years later, Sophie and Tim had, had several kids together, a nice house, and they had finally achieved the things the thing which they had both been longing for, to be married to a partner that would always have their back, one that would always treat them with love and respect, 
and one that would never give up on him. As Tim and Sophie went through the next few years, they would always be grateful for the fact that they never quit working on the things they needed to accomplish in order for them to be together. They would always pray together and thank God for the fact that they had finally made it to where they were. They were grateful for their relationship. They were grateful for their kids. They continued to do whatever they could for each other and refused to let anything get in the way of their happiness. And if they had a disagreement, they didn't let it break them. Instead, they would make it a point to have a family meeting and work it out. After all, Sophie and Michael had been close for a very long time, and he had told her, when you and Tim finally get together, do everything you can to make it work. Trust me, I've started over and it sucks. If you and Tim love each other, it's better to fight and make up than fight and break up. Sophie had always thought highly of her best friend, Michael. And so no matter what, she vowed that she would make things work with Tim. Sophie and Tim were very happy and Michael even became a friend of the family. He would come to visit and Tim and Michael would go out for a couple beers and hang out. Michael would say, bro, if you ever hurt her, I swear I'll come up here and kick your ass. Tim would laugh and respond, oh, trust me, you don't have to worry about that. Sophie's the best thing that ever happened to me. Sophie and Tim would go on to have more kids and eventually buy a bigger house to be able to support their large family. After everything they had both been through, they had made it through and were finally together. They were finally happy. Sophie was so grateful that she and Tim had finally overcome all their obstacles and had finally achieved the dreams. With her best friend always there for her and her amazing husband, Tim, in her life. She knew that life would be amazing and she would never have to worry about whether she would be happy or not. Of course she was happy. She had the best husband ever. She had the most amazing most supportive friend she could ever hope for. Things were great. She would never look back, but would always keep moving forward. The end. Well, guys, welcome back. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this week's. Not. I'm mean, I'm not. I'm probably not gonna call them short stories anymore because I know that like this one was a little bit longer and next week's is a lot longer. You know, because basically when I, I'm one of those writers, I've noticed lately that. I mean, when I'm chatting with my buddy Dave, we talked a little bit last night about how some writers, uh, especially if they're able to do it full time, if that's what their job is, which that'd be great eventually. But I know right now it's not the case because I'm out here trucking it up for America. You know. Uh, so I, I'm right on my days off because I can't find time during the work days. <laughs> but when you're talking about writers that, that are literally full-time authors, that they, uh, you know, would obviously like, make notes, you know, write down the names of the, all the different characters, where, like the plot line and where they want to go. And basically, I was joking with my bro Rico tonight. I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I was like, I don't, I don't do that. I was like, I literally just, I sit down and I go, okay, what do I, like, how do I want to begin the story? What do I want to start? How do I want to start this off? And then from that, I just, my imagination just takes over and it just, we just, we just go with it, you know? And he's like, ah, that sounds like 
way you do your stories is like how I do how I do my music because I don't sit down and take down notes or ideas or whatever beforehand. I just start writing. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much that's how my mind works. Like I just I sit down to start, and then as I get further and further into it, suddenly more and more stuff develops in the story. So, but uh, there were a couple occasions where if, if during the pauses, I was noticing that because I hadn't read it through, which I should have. It's always good before doing, you know, if you guys do, uh, if you guys are writers out there and you get to do what I'm doing, we're going to, you know, obviously read your stories aloud. Probably should read through it first to make sure that everything's correct because there were a couple times where I had names mixed up and that's where I paused for a second because I was wanting to continue with the story, but I was quickly correcting those. So, <laughs> so you know, it, this is only what, week three of Storytime Friday. So it's one of those things where I'm like the podcast i'm learning and growing as we go you know but and then there were, i was joking with uh, joking with another friend about that when i was reading it there's certain parts that you know even if even though it's story you know there's still parts that sometimes can make uh making it a little bit of uh, emotional a little bit choked up and that that happens to me you know happened to me on last week's story a little bit and it happened to me tonight on a couple parts of what I was trying to read tonight's story but hopefully hopefully you guys enjoyed hopefully you guys enjoyed it and uh, you know feel free to like and follow tell your friends you know uh, if you've been with me since the beginning I really appreciate you hope you guys are definitely enjoying the new the new change you know story time Fridays um, and tune in with me on Tuesdays when we do Real Talk and again the following week on the next Storytime Friday. I think you guys are going to like the next story. It's a good one. But uh, anyway guys uh, you know what I always say. Keep pushing forward. Keep believing. Uh, do what you gotta do until you can do what you, until you can do what you want to do. Do what you have do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do pretty much. Um, believe you can. Believe you will and you're already halfway there. And then you just have to go out there and do it. And um, aside from that, uh, we have that you know we have that email address out there, uh, Lodge Show Podcast at gmail.com. I recently did acquire a domain. I, I'm working on getting the, an actual official website up for the podcast. Uh, if you look at the, the the show notes on the episode, um, I'm include I'm starting to include. There's a link for uh, for a way that uh, any of uh, fans of the Blodgett Show can tip if they want to. Not required, but if you feel so inclined, you want to support the show, by all means. And of course, when I get the website up, uh, there's going to be other options out there too, as far as ways to ways to, to donate or whatever if you want to support the show, you know, help keep it running and stuff. But anyway, guys, as always, my name is Chris. I'm your host and also your author of these stories for the all these uh, Storytime Friday episodes. I'm having fun with it. I hope you guys are too. And uh, I'm going to keep going with it. Gonna, we're going to keep rocking and rolling. Only get, only going to get better and better. You know, so appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you guys joining me here and hanging out with me tonight. And uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And uh, see you guys next Tuesday for, for uh, Real Talk Tuesday. And then again next week for the next story. On that note, guys, we'll see you guys on episode 60. Have a good one.